What's going on, good people, and welcome to Live by the Three, a Raptors podcast with your boy Gurley. Give me a follow on Instagram at Live by the Period Number Three. And normally I would say on Twitter slash X, but I think I'm going to train myself to call it just X. So follow me on X at Live by the Zero Three. So we are back after a short break, and I appreciate everyone's patience. But we got a reaction to do, and the Raptors played hosts to the San Antonio Spurs, welcoming Victor Wembanyama and company. The Raptors have all their players, and for the Spurs, they were relatively healthy as well. Losers of the last seven, and the Raptors not faring much better. The Spurs are 11-42 prior to this game, and the Raptors sitting at 19-34. Both in a rebuilding phase, but one team was quicker to accept what they were, and on the other side, there was a team struggling with which direction they want to go. It is clear now what the direction is. We are leaning in BBQ with Barnes, Barrett, and Quickly. We're going to play the young guys. You heard it from Bobby Webster himself. This is the direction of the team. A lot of youth, a lot of opportunities for said youth, and we were going to see if it was going to translate to a W for the Raptors. Unfortunately for the Raptors tonight, it got off to a very slow start. After the tip-off, Yak drove into the paint where he was met by 7'4", Victor Wembenyama, who blocked the shot and came down the floor to hit a three. In the next Wemby possession, it lets in alley-oop dunk. And that was just a small sample size of what was in store for the Raptors. As the game went on, his presence posed an issue for the Raptors. It didn't matter who got into the paint, Wemby was there. And when he wasn't there, he was on the help side to be a disruptive force against the Raptors. And he definitely accomplished that. I'm not going to say that Wemby got to them, but if you look at the way that the Raptors played and the way that they approached the game, it's hard to think that the Wemby effect did not factor in on how the Raptors approached things offensively. Now, don't get me wrong. The Raptors did try to make adjustments and trying to pull Wemby away from the basket. The problem was is that he made two long strides and he was on the help side once again. However, the Raptors didn't do themselves any favors, opening up the game with 13 turnovers in the first half, ended up finishing the game with 19 and giving up 32 points off those turnovers. But opposite of Wemby, you were hoping that Scotty Barnes, who was coming off a 24-10-10 triple-double, would get up for this opportunity. And if you recall from the last game, it was Scotty's fourth quarter performance that powered the Raptors in that comeback victory. But unfortunately in the first half, Scotty only got off five shots. And that's simply inexcusable as the franchise player. Now I do understand that the approach or at least the idea of how Scotty is to be used is to be this point forward position, to be a playmaker, to be a facilitator. But a great playmaker knows when to defer and when to take over. And with the Raptors being down double digits in the first half, it was time for Scotty to take over in the second half. But as quickly as Scotty attempted to make an impact on the game in the second half, it was quickly disrupted by the Spurs' defense and again with the Wemby effect. But it wasn't Scotty alone that struggled to get things going tonight. Gary Trent Jr., he struggled tonight going 2 for 7 from the field, finishing the game with 4 points. Emmanuel quickly, Coach Darko said that he, he should be taking about 10 threes a game. He was definitely close tonight, taking 9, only hitting 1, going 2 for 12 from the field. With 7 points, 3 rebounds, 3 assists, and a steal. R.J. Barrett, who opened up the third quarter with a great effort, trying to will the team back to some sort of relevancy in this game. He went 6 for 10 with 13 points, 5 rebounds, 2 assists. 
attempting to inspire his team by getting one thunderous dunk off of a dribble handoff and and bullied his way to the basket baseline against Trey Jones to try and inspire the Raptors through their play. But what was truly inspiring tonight was the play of Grady Dick. The real positive from tonight's game. He continues to improve with his ball movement, off ball, navigating through screens, looking for his shots, being active on both ends of the floor, and it just seems that the Raptors are prioritizing him more and more as every game goes by. They are looking for him. And he said at post-game that the Raptors are willing passers and they're putting him in right spots. And he's also putting himself in the right spots. And more importantly, he is taking advantage of those opportunities. He went four for five from three. And I think this is his fifth game in a row where he's hitting multiple threes a game. And he finished the game with 18 points, going for seven for 10 from the field and four for five from three, as I previously mentioned. And he also chipped in with a couple of rebounds. I believe going into the fourth quarter, he was perfect from the field. And if it wasn't a couple of mistakes and, of course, the Wemby effect, he ended up getting greedy with a monster block. I believe giving him his 10th block for the night with his triple-double of 27 points, 14 rebounds, and 10 blocks. And it was the first player to do so since 2021. And the last player to do so was Anthony Davis. And the other bright spot was Kelly Olenek, finishing the game with 17 points, 5 rebounds, 2 assists, 3 steals. I thought his presence tonight was... Very beneficial for the Raptors. His ability to draw Wemby out of the paint and keep the Spurs defense honest to create opportunities for the Raptors at the rim. There weren't many opportunities for them, but I thought his value tonight really showed on the offensive end, not only as a playmaking big, but somebody that can stretch the floor, keep the defense honest, looking for his opportunities, and could provide spacing that the Raptors can definitely benefit from on a nightly basis. But tonight was all about Wemby, and it was all about the Spurs. And even though Wemby got a triple-double, Devin Vassell and his hot shooting, he went 5-for-7 from 3, scoring 25 points with 6 assists and 3 rebounds. Even Jeremy Sohan chipped in with 16.6 rebounds, and he was a force on the defensive end. One thing that was very clear about this game tonight is that the Spurs were more prepared. They showed a lot more effort. They showed a lot more fight. And they showed a lot more determination than the Raptors did as a collective. As I mentioned, there were some bright spots to take away from this game. Grady Dick being the biggest positive. But the lack of effort, the body language from Scotty Barnes tonight on almost every possession seemed to have been infectious and it kind of bled out to the team as per coach Ryakovich after the post game. And it just seemed that no matter what the Raptors did tonight, the Spurs simply had an answer. And that answer was Victor Wembanyama. His presence created a lot more opportunities for the Spurs than Scotty Barnes did creating for the Raptors tonight. And it ultimately led to a San Antonio Spurs beatdown of the Raptors 122-99. to Where the Spurs shot 46 for 87 from the field at 53%. 11 for 30 from 3 at 37%. And 19 for 23 from the free throw line at just under 83%. The Raptors shot 39 for 98 from the field at 40%. 8 for 31 from 3 at just around 26%, and 13 for 16 from the free throw line at 81%. few things that stand off from this game would have to be the turnovers for the Raptors. 19 points, they gave up 32 points off of those turnovers. That is simply inexcusable. With the ball handlers that we have, you would expect a better effort in terms of taking care of the basketball. But when BBQ accounts for 12 of those turnovers, 12 of the 19 I know they're your best players, but that simply cannot happen. And if you are going to turn over the ball, 
at least make a greater effort to get back on defense. There were multiple possessions. Scotty was attempting, well, one, a no-look pass or a touch pass to Jacoperto, and it ended up being a turnover, and he was standing in the same spot holding his head like he couldn't believe that he made the mistake instead of getting back on defense. And there were multiple plays like that throughout the night. But as I said many times, effort and defense go hand in hand. You have to want to play defense, and right now, with all the struggles that the Raptors are dealing with throughout this rebuild, and we know that the Raptors are not going to be this great defensive team. You have to get back on defense at minimum. And the Raptors simply weren't doing that tonight. The Raptors played like a team that lost seven in a row. The Spurs simply came into Scotiabank Arena and busted the doors down and came away with the victory. But having a generational talent like Victor Wembanyama definitely helps the Spurs' cause. Now moving off of one generational talent and focusing on our homegrown generational talent, I firmly believe that Scotty Barnes is exactly that. But Scotty had one of the worst games of the season. I know I've said that multiple times this season, but this particular one really stands out. Seven points, nine rebounds, nine assists, one steal, one block, with five turnovers, three for 15 shooting from the field, one for three from three, 0 for one from the free throw line. The 0 for one from the free throw line, I can live with. You would definitely want to think twice if you're playing Wemby, but he had five shots in the first half. Being a great playmaker is finding the balance between looking for yours, and knowing when to create for others. I've already mentioned that. But you are the franchise player. You should be having at least five shots per quarter. You should be looking for yours whenever you have the opportunity to do so. You should be looking to create advantages. You should be looking to use your gravity as a player, as the focal point for defenses, and try to put your teammates in a position to be successful. And when one or two turnovers or one or two plays don't go your way, that you shy away from that aggressive approach. We have said multiple times that when Scotty is aggressive, great things happen. I just can't seem to understand how many times or how many more examples need to happen before Scotty recognizes that on his own. Does the coaching staff need to have a, a greater conversation with Scotty? Does Scotty need to take a look in the mirror? Does management need to get involved? I think all things can be true. But part of the reason of Coach Ryakovich's presence here is... His strength is developing players and and bringing the best out of those players, especially the young players. And I really feel that it's just been a roller coaster ride with Scotty as of late. And I'm curious to know what conversation needs to be had with Scotty for him to realize that as this team's best player, he has to lead by example. If you're not going to be that vocal leader, then at least lead by example. Keeping your head up regardless of how you're playing. Maintaining a next play mode mentality. And more importantly, knowing that when you are an aggressive Scotty, you are a productive Scotty. But it's kind of hard to get a pulse on this team. As we've seen multiple times this season, take last game for example. Scotty went 24-10-10 for a 24-point triple-double. And the Raptors lose. And now Scotty has an atrocious game and the Raptors still lose. So at what point is there going to be a give? Now, I do understand that this is a rebuild and there are going to be growing pains and there's going to be wins and lessons, as they say. That seems to be the mantra for this team moving forward. But how many more lessons, how many more of the same lessons need to happen in order for the Raptors to make some sort of adjustment? Now, this just doesn't fall on Scotty's shoulders. It falls on the team's shoulders. It falls on the coaching staff. It falls on the organization. This is a rebuild and there's going to be growing pains, but right now, what you are seeing is a repeat of bad habits 
If you're not going to win, go down swinging. But simply giving up some games, and I definitely felt that the Raptors did give up at some point this game. At that point, you are not only developing players, you're developing poor habits as well. And losing with an impressionable young team is definitely going to have some negative effects. All that being said, let's talk about the one positive. As I mentioned, Grady Dick, who was the real bright spot for the Raptors tonight. I thought his composure this game, regardless of what the score was, he was looking to be aggressive. I thought that he did not shy away once from any sort of possession that fell his way. Not to mention that he was absolutely shooting that thing tonight, going 4 for 5 from 3. And knocking down high percentage shots, and taking high percentage shots. His decision making has certainly improved. Whatever the Raptors did, I was certainly questioning their approach with Grady. But I was always confident that he was going to figure it out. And I think right now he has figured it out. I think he's making a great case for himself to possibly be inserted into the starting lineup. Just an impressive game from Grady tonight. And for a player that has struggled this season, for a select few in this fan base that quickly wrote him off. And the questionable approach that this front office and this coaching staff has taken with Grady certainly seems to be paying off at this point. And I think... It only reinforces the idea of that when you have young players, you have to be patient. And we are seeing that right now. Our patience is certainly going to be tested with the likes of Grady Dick, Scotty Barnes, RJ Barrett, and Emmanuel Quickly. But we've also seen what this team looks like when everything is clicking. But if Grady can continue his stellar play as of late and let it be far more consistent to the end of this season, regardless of how this season plays out, that will be certainly a positive that you will take away from this season. Now, normally I will go into the other stats, but I think I kind of trickled over that a little bit throughout this pod. There's not much to take away from when you're getting blown out for most of the game or being down 30 at one point. But I will give some honorable mentions, starting with Jakob Pertl, 12 points, 6 rebounds, 1 assist on 5 for 10 shooting from the field and 2 for 2 from the free throw line. He had a tall order. He certainly made Wemby work. But the length and his his athleticism and his ability to draw in defenders and not to mention his passing certainly kept Jakob on his toes tonight. I am definitely willing to give him a bye. But the fact that he was able to score 12 points with a very limited bag dealing with the likes of Wemby is certainly impressive. And Bruce Brown tonight in 31 minutes, not the great defensive game that we would like to see from him on any given night, but... 12 points, 5 rebounds, 4 assists, 1 steal, and 5 for 8 shooting from the field, 1 for 2 from 3, 1 for 1 from the free throw line. You would definitely take that from Bruce Brown. Now with that loss, the Raptors are 19-35 and 35 on the season, and they do not have any time to dwell on tonight's loss as they are welcoming back a familiar face on the day of love, Valentine's Day, against the Indiana Pacers, welcoming back Pascal Siakam with a 7.30 tip-off. I have no doubt that it's going to be an emotional night for everyone involved. Pascal being one of the best players in franchise history, a player that wanted to be here, and unfortunately, for circumstances beyond Pascal's control, he had to be traded for a very underwhelming package. I have not forgotten about that. But losing a player of Pascal's caliber is definitely hard to replace. We are seeing that now with all the attention being on Scotty Barnes that there is going to be an adjustment period when you are the face of a team. But Pascal is in an environment where it could truly highlight his skill set. He can navigate through space. Space is going to be available. 
to him more times than not. Being led by superstar Tyrese Halliburton, a willing passer, somebody that can create something out of nothing and will hunt down mismatches or create advantages every single possession. This is a high-powered, offensive-minded team, and there are some growing pains. There is an adjustment for the Pacers, but this is a team that should not be taken lightly. This is a team that can kill you with threes. This is a team that has a much larger runway for their young players in Benedict Matherin and Andrew Nemhart. And I have no doubt that they're going to be looking to make an example and take advantage of every opportunity that is presented towards them. But if the Raptors are going to have any chance against the Indiana Pacers, they're going to have to do a few things that they've struggled with. One, that is getting back on defense. Two, that is taking care of the basketball. And three, giving your best effort for all four quarters. I have said that multiple times in many reaction pods, and it seems like the Raptors continue to struggle with making that kind of adjustment. Now, with this team, there's going to be wins and lessons, but those lessons need to stand out. Those lessons need to be at the forefront of their mind. That the lack of effort, not taking care of the basketball, not getting back on defense, these are fundamental things that is going to help you win a basketball game. And the Raptors are struggling with that simple approach. And I'm not trying to diminish what this team is or diminish anyone's talents or intelligence. But sometimes it is that simple. And the Pacers are a fundamentally sound team. They're a team that knows who they are and knows what they can do. And if the Raptors are going to have any chance on trying to slow them down, it has to start, it has to start with the fundamentals. Being fundamentally sound as you work through a process is a difference that's going to help you win or lose a basketball game. But we will see come Wednesday night, and I'll leave it off there, folks. Thank you to all listeners, new and old, for tuning in. I appreciate every single one of you. Stay tuned for another pod before the Wednesday night reaction. I got Nigel Nicholas, the man they call Mac from Raptors Republic, Kenyon from Basketball Rewind. We are all getting together to break down the Raptors season so far, trade deadline, and so many other things that I've yet to have an opportunity to cover. So stay tuned for that. That will be very, very soon. And if you have not done so already, please subscribe, rate, and review the podcast. It'll mean so much if you take the time to do so. And until the next episode, which will be very soon, everyone, please continue to stay healthy and stay safe. Good people. Peace.